All right. Welcome to the Sober Heathen Podcast. I'm Scott. I am sober and I'm a heathen. Uh, another great freaking episode today, man. I'm excited to talk to this guy. Uh, we we kind of met on Twitter and his Twitter handle is on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube or Rumble, uh, made me laugh my ass off. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, he's celebrating a sobriety anniversary today, which is always important. Um, it, it's, it's good to celebrate and give yourself credit where credit is due for sure. Uh, as far as the show goes, I'm starting to do the donation thing again. Um, we were really successful last time with minimal donations. It still made a huge difference. I just talked to a guy today from the treatment center. Uh, the backpacks that we took, um, they they went like hotcakes. Um, you know, it's every little thing that we can do. A new pair of socks, uh, deodorant, uh, shampoo, just to feel clean. You know, a lot of times these guys in treatment are coming from jail or the hospital. Or they're homeless. There's even homeless people coming in. So anything that uh, anybody is willing to put forth as far as a donation for uh, for items, uh, get with me at scott at thesoberheathen.com or thesoberheathen at yahoo.com or find me on Facebook, Twitter, and shoot me a message. Uh, I would really like to do uh, something else for this uh, treatment center that saved my life. Uh, I took two trips, mm-hmm. but uh, they accepted me with open arms even after my failure, and uh, I owe them my life. So I'd like to continue to to support them. Uh, coming into the summer season, the guys there get to do a lot of swimming. It's up in Potosi, Michigan. It's very beautiful. Um, so the swimwear, hygiene, backpacks, pens, pencils, uh, art supplies, uh, art therapy is very huge for a lot of people in recovery and obviously socks and shirts. I mean, there's, there were guys when I was in treatment that would come in, they had the same shirt and they had to wear the same shirt every day for a week until something came in that they could wear. And, uh, just having that new shirt, uh, can make the difference between a good day and, uh, or a bad day and a good day. Uh, and sometimes you get something a little extra that can be, make it a great day. And those are f- few and far between, especially um, if you're there missing your loved ones um, and you're in there suffering, trying to beat something that you have no idea how you're going to beat it. But today mm-hmm. we're going to talk with Jack and we're going to talk about how uh, Jack is doing it and we'll have a good conversation on that. So Jack, welcome to the Silver Heathen podcast, man. I'm, we were having a good chat beforehand. I'm looking forward to this. How you doing? Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me. Um, I've been following along on Twitter, and uh, I caught your episode with my buddy Rich Sullivan the other day, and uh, really, really pumped to be on. Rich is a good dude. He, Rich was my Rich was follower number one for me. Um, no kidding. So, so I got a got a good connection with him. Yeah, I uh, yeah I created this account on on New Year's Eve last year. Or well, I guess on New Year's Eve, twenty twenty-two, and uh, I mean, I bet you it wasn't five minutes after I created it. Uh, he followed, and then I was like, "Oh wow, one person's listening at least." <laughs> <laughs> so, and then just kept posting, and I don't know, a week or so, and he reached out and said, "Hey," and we struck up a friendship, and he's just a really good dude, man. Yeah, I did. I, I yeah, I mean, uh, amazing. I, 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 I can't even say on. Uh, on the podcast, how amazing! Because whatever, mm-hmm. but I, I I appreciate that dude a ton. So I'm I'm glad yeah. to hear that he is affecting uh, so many people, and I, I yeah. hope he realizes what yeah. he's doing. So thank you, Rich. Yeah, for, me, me too, for sure. He, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have kept going. There's there's like I don't know, I don't know. I'd say in the you know three and a half months or so that I've been down this path there's you know seven or eight people on Twitter that have reached out personally and you know Twitter's kind of you know there's a lot of noise but there's some you know 
there's some real people struggling with some real stuff. Um, and just personally, I've, I've found it super helpful. Um, you know, my journey to social media and, and doing this the way that I'm trying to do it. Um, this is my second try. Um, and it, it's, you know, the social media thing has definitely been, been really helpful. You know, the anonymous piece of it for me has been really helpful for a number of different reasons that I didn't really consider at the beginning. But, um, you know, I, I, I tried this last spring, right around this time, actually. Um, you know, I, my, my background drinking was, was brutal. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a 45 year old dude. I got two kids in high school and I work my ass off like a lot of people and I just got sucked into booze, you know, and it, it for, for me, it was interesting because you know, a lot of people around me would never have thought in a million years that I was an alcoholic or that I had an alcohol problem, you know, even the people close to me, you know, like I had this, I had this reputation, or, you know, around my circle of drinking buddies and just friends as the guy that could stop, you know, like I, I was the guy that could have two drinks, three switch to beer five or six beers and then I would, you know, go to sleep. And I was like the guy that like they, my friends would give me shit, you know, for going to bed at 10 o'clock and, yeah. you know, and I had this reputation for sort of jokingly, my friends and I would, we would call it switching to guns, you know, like I would, I would have two or three whiskeys and then switch to beers. And, and I, I had a pretty good handle on knowing when to stop. And I never, you know, with the exception of a couple occasions over the last 20 years, I never really got just super shit faced. Um, but I drank every day, you know, every single day for 20 years almost. Um, and it just really caught up with me kind of, I guess, during the pandemic and shortly thereafter, you know, like a lot of folks um, got super deep into it. And, uh, and, you know, and I, I finally just realized I was like, man, this is not going to end well, you know, and, you know, so I started probably last last year. Well, so I went on through like, you know, last winter, I, I, I broke my foot in a couple different places and kind of kind of, you know, got holed up in my house. Um, and that made it even worse. But, you know, it just kind of compounded the problem. But last April, April 1st, actually, last year. Um, I, I decided that I was going to stop, you know, I just decided that I was going to quit. And, um, and I, I had the situation happen where I, I had, I had decided I was going to stop. I was like, you know, look, I got to make a change. And I finally told myself, look, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And uh, that night I had an event, uh, for work and, uh, I went to this event and I had I had decided ahead of time that I was going to go to this thing and I was going to go to the bar and order like club soda and a lime and like I had had made the decision you know I'm I'm going to this event and I'm not going to drink sure. and and I I walked right up to the bar and you know my boys that were you know a couple guys that I drink with um, you know kind of saw me walking in it was interesting it was like this long hotel lobby and so they kind of caught my eye walking in, they ordered me a drink. And I walked
walk up to the bar and the guy hands me an old fashioned. And I like in that moment, I just caved, man. I just was the fucking day one, you know, like I wasn't even like an hour into it. And I took the drink and I drank it. And then I had another one and then I had another one. And I woke up with this massive hangover and I just had this crazy feeling of just like, man, if you can't even get through one day, like what, what, like what the fuck is wrong with you, man? And, and so the next morning I went to this place that uh, there's a, there's a place in my hometown. I live in Kansas city. There's this really beautiful spot in downtown Kansas city. I went there and just kind of sat there and reflected a little bit. And I just got out my phone and I, posted something on TikTok and it's like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get this. I'm going to, you know, I messed up day one, but I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do, you know, 30 days. And, um, and I got two, three days in and, uh, my, my wife caught the, the thing on TikTok and her, her sister reached out to her and was like, Hey, you know, is everything all right? I noticed, you know, a post on TikTok and basically I just posted, you know, posted something about how, you know, I was struggling and I was, you know, really struggling with whether or not I had an alcohol problem. And, um, and I got a bunch of really positive reactions on the video, uh, but my wife was pissed, okay. uh, you know, and I really didn't, you know, my, my initial reaction, look, she was right. She, she, she was right. I should have talked to her about it. Um, you know, and the way she, the, the reason why she was upset makes total sentence you know she was like hey we have two kids in high school and all their friends are on tiktok and they're gonna see this and i mean i coach sports and you know so she was like look you you gotta be really careful and so i I made the decision to take it down but i i did 30 days i got you know i went through april last year didn't drink and even got probably i don't know probably 15 20 days into march so i got like call it 45 days last year and I felt pretty good. And then I just kind of got back into it and kept, you know, got back to my daily habits and went all the way through 2022 drinking. Um, and so at the end of the year this year, I, uh, you know, during the holidays, I, I, you know, I drank normally during the holidays and, um, on New Year's Eve, we went out to dinner and I had a couple drinks and we had, we had a ski trip planned. And I got home on New Year's Eve and created this account. And I was like, man, the only thing really that that I think will help me is if I can do this out in public. But I know that I can't do it, you know, with my real identity. So I created this Jack account and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this out loud and start posting here and kind of see what happens. And it was funny, New Year's Day this year was a road trip for us. Uh, we went to, uh, went out to Colorado. And so I got in the car and my dad was driving. It was just him and I, and I, I had my phone out and I'm just sitting there put, tweeting, you know, about kind of what I was feeling and, and nobody really knows about this account. Rich knows about it. Rich knows my identity. You know, my identity now, a couple sure. other people, but for the most part, it's, it's, uh, you know, an anonymous account, but boy, has it helped. I mean, and just started posting kind of every day how I was feeling and kept it pretty real. I mean, there's, you know, one, one thing I've learned about this whole deal is this really doesn't have anything to do with alcohol. You know, it's, um, you know, alcohol just is the chosen solution that I chose, you know, my drug of choice, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, over the last 90 days, really what I've realized is I got some real issues to work through and I'm doing that. Um, and, 
you know, I just spent the last 20 years dealing with it with alcohol, you know, like a lot of people, uh, numb to my real feelings and, you know, like everybody have a lot of real shit going on in my life. And, um, you know, as an adult, um, you know, went through the progression of drinking every day, you know, I drank in college, like everybody does really. And, but it never was an issue for me in college. Like I didn't drink during the week ever in college, you know, would do the, you know, Thursday night bar crawls and then drink on the weekends. But during the week it was school, you know, and school and work. But when I got out of school, um, you know, it became kind of a, an everyday thing. You know, I got my first job. I lived in Chicago every day after school or every day after work, you know, a couple of beers, never really much of a problem, but uh, two, three beers, you know, kind of got into the craft beer thing. And then I'd say around the time I was about 30, I, I discovered wine um, <laughs> and I discovered a lot of wine. I mean, wine was, <laughs> wine was good to me, you know, I would, I would, I would do the one glass and then, oh, well, maybe we'll have another glass and then, oh, well, you know, I can't leave the bottle. So just drink the whole damn thing. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that, that became a bad habit, you know, and, you know, from 30 to 35, 36, it was wine. And then, you know, somewhere along the way, I discovered, you know, vodka and, and, and whiskey. Um, I kind of had this routine where it was vodka in the summer, whiskey in the winter, you know, and and became an everyday thing. You know, two drinks, three drinks a night and then, you know, maybe a couple beers afterwards. And, you know, I never I never got shit faced like crazy drunk, but I was, you know, I was drunk every night. My wife said to me one time, she's like, you know, I don't know that I've really ever seen you drunk. And I think that's probably the problem, you know, like I, I, I was real good at hiding it. I like a lot of people, you know, um, sure. and then, and then toward, towards the end here, you know, it just got, uh, got to a point where, Every single day I was drinking. I was planning my days around what I was going to drink. I was, you know, waking up, you know, what I thought was normal, but realized that, you know, I was hungover every single day, you know. Um, just got to a bad place, man, and recognize that this is, you know, I, I had this conversation with Rich. It's funny, like, I'm really big into, you know, goals, and, and every year I would, you know, every single year for the last 10, 12 years, I remember sitting down during the holidays with a big whiteboard and writing out the goals and, you know, financial goals, fitness goals, health goals, family goals, travel, like business. And none of it was happening. None of it was coming true, you know. And you had some minor successes here and there, but but in terms of what I really wanted out of my life. None of it was really happening. And every year it was like groundhog day. It was like the same, same conversation every year. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to get to such and such amount of revenue every year. And like, it was all bullshit. You know, I finally realized that like, you know, finally got honest with myself that alcohol was the issue, you know? And uh, <clears throat> like, I'm really into, into riding the bike and I've fell back on my bike goals the last three or four years, you know, for five or six years in a row, I rode 3000 miles plus on the bike, which isn't wow. a ton if you if you ride every day, but like, you know, I was riding you know, between March and October, 30 miles a day, you know, crushing it. And it yeah, just kind yeah. of slowly stopped. And, you know, it's funny, there's this group of guys in KC that, 
that are really guys that I look up to, like guys that have really big businesses in Kansas City. And these guys get up in the morning every 5.30 every day and ride. And I I just kind of lied to myself over a long time that like, oh, well, I'm just not a morning person, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you know, like that's fucking bullshit, dude. You drink every night. That's why you don't get up and ride. It's real simple, you know? And, and so, you know, finally decided at the beginning of this year, like, look, if you, you know, if you really want to get serious, you gotta, you gotta crush this problem. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm quitting or not, you know, I mean, I, my, the way that I decided to do it was, you know, let's do 30 days in January and kind of see what happens. And I still even, you know, I, like I want to drink, I want to be able to have a, an old fashioned, you know, I want to be able to go drink a glass of wine with a steak and I've proven to myself that I can't, you know, so I, I, I gotta, I gotta crush this, you know, this, this problem, and, and then see where it takes me. So I was like, look, let's do 30 days and see how you feel. So I, I did 30 days. And it's funny when I, when I started, you know, like I said, the first day was a ski trip. And if, I don't know if you ski or not, but like skiing and beer go together, like, like, like popcorn and bacon grease, man, like it, they, it's, it's a thing. So, sure. you know, day one I'm out there and I'm like, okay, we just got done skiing. Now it's time to get an IPA and, you know, chill on the porch at the fire and, and I, I made it, you know, I got through day one. I was like, okay, day two, day three. And, and I, I got through 30 days and it was tough. But um, after 30 days, I was like, okay, maybe what, what what happens if we triple down here and try to try to get through a hundred days. And, and it was pretty scary, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think I could do it, but uh, you know, here we are today's a hundred days and you know, oh, yeah. now it's, and now it's just like, where, where, where is this going to go? You know? Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, 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 I think one thing you said is very important, uh, that you're not sure if you're, I, I don't know if you use the word quitting or if you're, if you said, I'm not sure if I'm done. Yeah. I think that's very honest. Yeah. Um, you know, especially, you know, you said this is your second attempt, real second yeah. real attempt. At, at, so, you yeah. know, uh, just from my experience, you know, uh, I was never sure either, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. until I was, and then, yeah. you know, I, I think as you keep going, you know, what's, what's really deceiving about this disease. And I'm, I'm probably not telling you anything that you don't know, but uh, to the people that are listening that haven't put in the effort that we have, it, this uh this disease can easily distract you from the things that you are accomplishing when you do even mm-hmm. have a little bit of mm-hmm. recovery time you know yeah. it's like you know those goals that you spoke of like how you always had really good goals and then your goals started to slip well you you're attaining other things in your sobriety that you don't realize like i i totally related to when you talked about you wake up and you feel normal in the morning well that's because mm-hmm. the normal was hung over and yeah. i didn't i said the same thing myself i feel fine i don't know yeah. what the you know i don't have a headache um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm tired, but that's just because I'm tired and I'm working, you know, uh, I'm working construction. That's why I'm tired. It has nothing to do with, it couldn't possibly be the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think very, something very important. I think goals are very important and you, they need to be tangible. You need to see them because mm-hmm. I've talked about it in my last podcast where, you know, me turning 50, nine years from now, seems right around the corner. And it's like, I have 
no money saved up. I've completely lost everything because of my alcoholism. 50s right around the corner. And then, but, you know, uh, you know, setting these goals and getting these things accomplished that I can do in a week or two seems so far away. And it yeah. just makes no, it makes no sense, but that's the way our mind works because our mind, the disease and like, and something else you said, that's, that's great. You said, you know, alcohol was a solution, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, I love AA, but I'm not a big AA guy. But one thing they do say that I, I really uh, connect with is alcohol is but a symptom. And like mm. you said, you had, you had other, other issues going on. Alcoholism was a symptom of a, of a problem that's going on elsewhere. And that's what yeah. it was for me. You know, I, I, uh, for me, I didn't learn how to deal with my feelings. So I turned to alcohol yeah. to, to not have to feel. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel that hundred percent. I mean, I, that, that's exactly what I was doing. You know, I mean, I was yeah. numbing, you know, the, the pain, I guess, of, of, you know, the, some very real feelings that I had, you know, um, all of the feelings, you know, imposter syndrome is a big one for me. You know, like I, I, I've been around a lot of people that have been really, really successful. Um, and again, I've had some minor successes, but like nothing, nothing close to what I want to achieve. And, you know, I've, um, I finally kind of realized that, you know, you're, you're not going to get to where you want to go if, if you, if you keep behaving this way, you know, and, you know, the longevity thing is, is really, really starting to hit home for me. I mean, I have, it, it's in, in one, in one way, it's like really sad for me to think about it, but in the other way, it's really refreshing and encouraging. You know, I think my relationship with my boys, I have two high school kids, 16 and 15, um, you know, and, and, and either one of them have expressed or shown any interest in drinking. If in fact, the, the opposite, you know, that, that they, they, have commented that they don't think they ever will drink. And, you know, part of me wonders if, if that has anything to do with the fact that they've seen me doing it. You know, I wasn't, it wasn't like I hid it. I mean, I drank in the house True. every night, you know, come home from work, pour a scotch, pour a whiskey, sit on the deck and they saw that. And I, you know, it kind of on one hand embarrasses me that they, that, that they saw me, they never really saw me drunk. Um, I don't, I don't, recall a scenario where I was ever like drunk around my kids or did anything stupid around my kids, but they saw me using that as a solution, you know, and I, I, like a lot of people, you know, I work in a high stress environment and, and I'm, I'm an alpha personality. I like to get things done. and I'm, I'm constantly, you know, doing, I'm involved in a lot of different stuff and, and I, I, th- I think they they saw like I you know I don't know the term entrepreneur is a real bastardized term you know but I would <laughs> you know, I consider I get my I'm in that space I work in tech and you know, I think they saw me like dealing with my problems with alcohol but I never really considered that that I was showing them that and um, you know part of me I got a lot of regret about that but what's interesting is both of my sons are like I mean they they both have crazy good work ethics and um you know i don't want to be that guy that's like that's uh you know 60 70 years old rotting away drunk you know i want to be doing shit with my grandkids you know and uh yeah 
And so that, that's a big motivator for me. And, and uh, I tell you what, you know, back to your comment about, you know, you, you don't see the things that you're accomplishing. Like I haven't hit my goals. I mean, I'm, you know, the goals that I have in life and in business and in, you know, physical, those aren't goals that are going to happen overnight. Like I'm, you know, I've set some big goals to do some big bike rides this year and I'm, I'm just, I'm not ready for them. Um, I'm going to get ready for them, but um none of it would have happened if I, if I didn't clean up the drinking. And so I've kind of like, I've, I've tackled or at least got a framework for tackling the alcohol. Um, now it's time for me to start thinking about what's, what's next. And, you know, I, you know, I'll admit I'm, I'm wrestling with this. Well, maybe I can just have a drink on the weekends and be all right. Um, but we, we, we know how that story ends, or at least I do. Um sure. So, but yeah, I mean, my kids are a huge motivation for me, man. And to be honest, man, the other thing that motivates me is just the stories that I see on, on, you know, on Twitter. I mean, I, there's some really good people that have been through a lot worse stuff than I've been through. I mean, I, I you know, I, um, I, I got handed life on a, on a freaking platter, man. I like, I, I, I've had everything handed to me. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, look, I've worked hard. And, uh, and I've earned what I have, but in terms of like the life lottery, I, I hit it, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't have any, like I'm, you know, white male, you know, born into a reasonably, you know, we weren't wealthy by any means, but like, you know, I didn't want for anything growing up. And so I have no excuses, you know? Um, and I, I look at, I look at folks that, that have, have, overcome a lot more than what I have. And I find that inspiring. You know, there's some really cool people on Twitter that have, have been through some hard stuff and, you know, drugs for me were never a thing. I never, I never got into Coke and, you know, a little right. bit of, you know, pot here and there, but, but, uh, you know, I, I never did the, the drug addict thing. I was just a straight up, you know, I guess high functioning alcoholic, you know, drank every day, had a good job, did well, Yep, but um, it bothers the hell out of me that I am leaving it on the table. You know, like I, I look at these people that I look up to in business and stuff, and a lot of them, you know, they don't drink. You know. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's well, just as plain as day. You know. But one thing I think I think that uh, that has helped me um, get through some of these things too. Everybody's worst day is equivalent to each other. So I've used the analogy and it's probably a shitty one, but I've, I've used this analogy when talking with people before. Like if you have this, you know, 18 year old kid who was born into a billionaire family and he wanted, um, I, I don't know, uh, he wanted a Ferrari, but he got something else that was just as expensive and just as awesome, but he wanted mm. a Ferrari and he didn't get mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like wah, wah, spoiled brat problems, but that's their worst day. They don't know anything different. So like, yeah. I don't sell yourself short in what you've been through, man. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. you're, you're fighting the, the fight just as much as anybody else. Yeah. Some other people have some really shitty stories, but yeah. don't sell yourself short on what you've been through and don't sell yourself short on the fight that you're putting up, man. Um, and I think yeah. one thing, you know, uh, that we have to remember as we move forward, um, is that it gets worse, never better. You yeah, know, it's a true. progressive yeah. thing. So, you know, once we decide to go back, um, I know for me, when I when I went into treatment, I was there for four months, and then I was coming up right around 
Uh, it was a little over four months and I left treatment and four hours later I was shit faced. Mm. Um, and it was worse than ever. There was mm. no like, Oh, just a couple beers here and there, but everybody's in a different category of progression. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that's yeah. where people are going to go once they go back. But for me, it, yeah. it, it, it only got worse. So. Yeah. It's interesting, man. I, you know, I, I have a good friend, um, like kind of my best friend from high school who, who really struggled with booze and, and, you know, he was a different drunk than, than I was, you know, he was, you know, like I said, mine was more, I don't even know the right word. Mine was just more, um, you know, less uh, aggressive, I guess. I, I was just, yeah, more tame, sure. steady drunk, I guess. Um, yeah. It's more passive. Sure. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I mean, this guy, this guy was one of those dudes that, you know, he would drink to get drunk. And I never really felt that I was never trying to get drunk. You know, I was drinking to numb my feelings, but I never was, you know, never was drinking to get hammered. And this guy was, you know, it, it was it was on, you know, one drink and it was like, OK, let's go get fucked up. You know, like, let's, you know, it's funny. I played golf with him maybe three or four years ago and he's 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 probably 15 years sober now and we've remained friends. Oh, awesome. but, yeah, but when we um, we played golf one time and and. uh I ordered, I went and got five or four beers at the, you know, the whatever snack shop and put them in the golf cart and we played 18 holes and I drank three of them. Right. And as we were cleaning out the golf cart, I took the fourth beer and threw it in the trash can. And uh, he was like, dude, bro, what are you doing? (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) I'm like, I don't, I don't need that. And he's like, man, that's the difference between you and me. He's like, I would, I would sit here in the car and drink that thing just because it was there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, but the problem is that that's the thing for me. I was like, I, I'm good. You know, like, I don't have sure. a problem. I'm not an alcoholic. I can, you know, whatever. And uh, of course, when I got home, I had three more beers, you know. And, right, uh, right, right. You know, but, uh, but, but his deal was, you know, he, he, he found religion and, um, you know, went through AA and, and did the steps. And, and he's actually a pastor, just amazing guy, like, just oh, amazing wow. dude. And, awesome. uh, but at the time, you know, it was 15 years ago when he when he found it, he went hard into the religious aspects of it. And, you know, at the beginning, kind of, you know, I don't want to say pressured, but was, you know, telling me, you know, about my lifestyle and you got to make a change. You got to find God. You got to do the 12 steps. And it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not really a religious guy. I'm a spiritual person. But I'm, I, you know, as far as like organized religion, I've never that's never been me. But I respect it, but um, it, it definitely rubbed me the wrong way. And over the holidays, I read read a couple books about recovery. And, you know, for me, the 12 steps in AA, the two, two things jumped out as, as you know, kind of turnoffs. And, and I, I had nothing but respect for AA. And if that's the way, then yeah. that's the way. Like, I'm a big believer in do what works for you, you know. Yep. Um, but I, the religious side of it kind of... Can, you know, I struggle with that anyway. I'm a skeptic and sort of, sort of struggle with that. And the, and the second thing is the whole idea of, you know, being powerless. Really, really, I can't get my head around, you know. Um, I, I want to feel like I've got power over this disease and that I'm not powerless to it. And so I, I really have a hard time with that. And so I chose a, a different route. And I've, I've thought about going to an AA meeting just to kind of explore and see what it's like. And I probably will, but, um, you know, 
you know, I don't want to mess with what's working. You know, right. I thought I thought about, you know, changing my Twitter handle, my real name and, you know, making this something that I talk about publicly with my in my professional circles. And I may do that eventually. I have a really, really good friend who who got sober. She's just a huge inspiration to me. I mean, I've known this girl since I was like five and, you know, she uh, I don't want to tell her story, but she got sober last, I guess she's probably on, she's, she's coming up on two and a half years, I guess. But, you know, awesome. so I, I've, I've connected with her and followed her and um, to see the impact that it's had on her business is just amazing. You know, I mean, she's an absolute, just an absolute, this girl, woman is an absolute rock star. I mean, she went, she created a business from nothing. And now she's, you know, she's probably in a position to retire at 45. I mean, just crushes it. Awesome. And she's like, she's telling me, man, like there, there's no way that I would have done this if I was drinking, you know? And uh, so that, that's kind of what I'm trying to do, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to, trying to take it one day at a time and, and, and enjoy, enjoy my life. I mean, that that's part of the other thing that I really realized that, you know, I'm a 45 year old guy and, and it, 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 it's, it's, it, it makes me sad to say this, but I haven't been enjoying my life, yeah. you know, and yeah. I have, the, I have like this, I have this, like this, this amazing life, you know, <laughs> I have, I have, you know, I have the best wife in the world, you know, I have two kids that are just like the best. I have a family and friends and a good job. And, you know, so like for me to complain about anything, it's like, dude, what are you even doing? You know? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's inside, man. And it, yeah. I, I had the, I, you know, I, I was divorced. I found another, uh, my best friend and she agreed to be, uh, my fiance and marry me. Mm -hmm. I have twin boys that are awesome. Uh, that's awesome you know they they mean all of them mean more to me than what it appeared in my alcoholism i love yeah. them with all my heart it's just i had to do it for myself i had to figure out that self you know, i had to like me yeah. <laughs> i didn't like me yeah. you know what i mean I, I i didn't feel deserving of these things mm -hmm. you know I, and i know it's easy for people to say well he's got a great wife and he's got these wonderful kids you know why can't you just do it for them well that's if it was that simple nobody would be an alcoholic i, yeah. I just Yep. You know, yeah. And you, and you yeah. talked about AA too. And I think that's an important thing too, that uh, a lot of people are, are scared of that. And I totally get it. That's what kept me out of AA for a long time was the God aspect. Um, if you get the right group, that's not going to be an issue. So just yeah. keep that in mind when you go to explore meetings, if it's, yeah. if it's a sermon, when you're in there, it's not the right meeting. Yeah. Cause that's not the point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, 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 use the word deserving and I, I think about that a lot you know and like I, I have had a lot of those feelings like why you know what that, that I you know that I don't deserve to be happy and that I you know I've, I've been seeing a therapist which is amazing you know I don't know if you're mm -hmm. into that sort of stuff but I, I for sure this, absolutely this guy this dude on on better help and I you know I talk to him once every couple of weeks and he's really helped me work through uh, you know a couple of things that that are really driving or really drove you know, my addiction, um, you know, for me, it's fear, you know, fear, mm -hmm. fear of, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, I posted it on my, my social the other day, but my mom, you know, she, she took her life about 10 years ago and it's taken me a while to, to sort of unpack that. Um, 
but but what I what I what I've realized is is for me, you know, fear is everything. Like I I have this really deep fear of being not being valued and i don't think that's a, a me thing i think that's an, a, a lot of people struggle with that you know sure. and uh you know and i i have this fear of some of my mom you know she had this she had this great job she was a tv executive just absolutely killed it you know in life and and then right around she was, she was probably 50 when when she got laid off from her job and she was an industry that just kind of got you know, with the internet, just the, her, the industry she was in just kind of got crushed and she never really recovered. And sure, you know, she, she, she wasn't super adaptable. Uh, she was very much a victim mindset. You know, they, they took my job. They don't understand. They, you know, and, and I've attacked that fear in, in, in a way that, that is probably not super healthy. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm in a business that requires me to be, um, uh, what is it called? Very very broad range skill set. Um, uh, I'm a guy that will jump in and try to figure things out, and and I'm good at it. And I solve problems, and that's all great. But what I've realized is that when when I do that, I'm I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make myself. I'm trying to people please. Like I'm trying to be valuable to everybody. So that nobody can tell me to go away, you know, and it's, sure. it's, um, I, I gotta get over that. Like that's for me, that's the biggest thing. It's like getting, being comfortable with the fact that I, I don't need to be everybody's best friend. I don't need to be the problem solver for every company. Uh, yeah. I don't need to do everything. And I, and man, I struggle with that, you know, and I, I, I fixed it with booze, you know, because I'd get home from work at five thirty four and old fashioned. It was like, oh, cool. You know, I don't have any problems anymore. Yeah. And then I wake up in the morning hungover and, you know, do it again. You know? Yeah. They're still there. Um, yeah, the exactly. did, yeah. They're still there. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's the biggest thing for me with, with quitting. That's been such a, you know, just such a mind fuck. Is it like I've, I, I have felt more in the last 90 days than I have had to deal with in 20 years, you know? And so it's like all on me now. And, and it's yeah. been, it's been tricky, man. So, so the, the Twitter thing and just recovering it on the open and interacting with other people that are going through stuff is, is really, really helpful for me. And, you know, and I, I hope that the way I'm attacking it, maybe somewhere along the way, help somebody, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I've had a couple of really nice notes from people and, you know, thanking me for posting stuff that's, you know, not super like, you know, but most of the stuff that I'm posting is not like raw, raw, super encouraging. Some of it is, but yeah, it's, you know, there's something about, there's something to be said about being authentic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and yeah. then that really touches people. That's, that's the feedback I'm getting. And I feel that you are very authentic. I think the, the username, you know, is, is catchy. You know, some people might be like, Oh, come on. But no, I, it's authentic, yeah. man. Uh, you know, that's how you feel for sure. Yeah. It's funny. I, the username, I, uh, you know, dry, so there's a beer here in Kansas city. One of my favorite beers, it's called rad AF. Um, and it is, it's one of the best beers I've ever had. It's like a new England style IPA, just amazing beer. And 
And so when I when I when I was looking for names, like I'm a brand guy, I'm a marketing guy, I'm in advertising and ad tech, and uh, oh, okay. and so I'm I'm always thinking about brands, and you know, and so you know, I went through this. Like, one of the other things I do is I overthink, like a lot of people. I think with alcohol problems, <laughs> like I analyze everything down to its nth degree, and like I went through fifty different. Well, what do I call this? You know, like, <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, I worry about problems that are ten years down the line, and like. Um, so I don't know. I was just like, you know, pick that username and, uh, and, uh, and started going. So we'll, we'll see, man. I'm not sure where it's going to lead, but I can tell you that I, you know, the last, in the last 90 days, I've, I've, I've spent a lot, like I've been way more present, way more present, you know, uh, you know, I, I, um, <laughs> well, Saturday night's a great example. You know, Saturday night, I got two kids are in high school and, and the Saturday nights where my kids are home are becoming few and far between. Sure. Um, they're just at that stage where they want to do their thing. And I totally get that. And, and, uh, uh, you know, and I look back on, on my relationship with my mom and, you know, when I was 15, 16, I was, I was wanting to get away. I was wanting to get out and be my own person and not, you know, not, not hang out with my mom, you know, and the, you know, she was she was really really strict, and, and I I look back on that and partly like when I was fifteen, I had this mindset that like she was a slave driver and she was selfish and she was the one that keep holding me back. And sure. but now being on the other end of it, I realized what she was going through. You know, she was just a kid. I mean, she was trying to work a full time job and parent me and and you know, on Saturday night, she wanted me home at 11 so she could go to sleep and not have to worry about me being out. And that's what it was about. It wasn't, it wasn't about holding me back. And so, you know, but anyway, Saturday night, my, my son, you know, my oldest was like, Hey, there's a UFC fight on tonight. You want to, you want to get that? And normally I don't like UFC, just not my thing. Um, Sure. But so I ordered the fight sat home Saturday night, watched the fight with my two boys. And I'm like, man, that, that was, first of all, it was awesome. Like I had never watched a full, and we watched like seven or eight fights and I was like glued to the TV. I thought it was the best shit ever. Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was awesome. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and then, but, but, you know, six hours with my boys, like that's, and I would pay, you know, pay like 80 bucks, I think for the fight, but like, you know, there, there's, I thought about this Saturday. I'm like, there's gonna be a time in my life when I'm, 65 70 years old my kids are gone that like i'd pay five thousand dollars for that you know like i would have paid five grand to have that time you know yep yeah so it was really fun yep yeah we we kind of talked about uh about that and that's awesome um to be fully present for that you know i i I told you how to play Fortnite with my kids oh yeah you know i mean i'm a gamer but i mean Fortnite. I, i feel like i'm six I log into the cartoony thing, you know, but it's, it's the time, man. It's the time, man, you know, and, so, and yeah. so important. It's fun so. too, though. I mean, you know, the, the yeah, thing about video, thing about video games, man, it, you know, it, you hear a lot of stuff, um, you know, about oh, the kids play too much, too many games and they're great. The thing is like, I did that when I was a kid, like I was a gamer, you know, I, I was into Mario brothers and crushed Nintendo back, you know, when I was growing up and that was a big deal for us. So, yeah. Uh, you know, and there, look, there's a lot of Silicon Valley CEOs, CTOs that are the, the grub gamers, man. Gaming yeah. is, uh, 
the real deal. I mean, there's a lot of really cool, there's a really interesting YouTube talk from a woman. I forget her name, but um, she did this TED talk about how gaming and game economics and game theory, and she compares it to, you know, what's going on in the education system and sort of makes the case that, you know, the game, the, the education system should be structured in, in a way that's gamified and super fascinating talk. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm all for it, man. I, I love it. And so we we have a uh, we have a PlayStation in the basement and have tinkered around with, you know, yeah. the sports the sports games is really kind of a thing for my boys. So, um, but you're right. The time is is you know you you don't get that back, man. So I've been trying to soak that up and you know not be not be drunk, man. I mean, you know, I, I spent a lot of time around my kids, you know, drunk and you know, not falling down drunk, but just numb drunk and not yeah. present drunk. And I don't want I don't want my boys to 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 think that's how I am or that that's normal. Um, you know, I just hope that they that they don't get that bug. You know, and yeah. find different ways to to deal with what they're they're dealing with and talking about it. And that that's something else that I've really tried to to work through and 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 uh you know figure out how to how, how to get my boys comfortable talking about how they're feeling you know which right. i think is going to be you know with with young kids today they 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 don't have a good framework for speaking their minds and talking about how they feel and you know life is not easy you know it, it is not going to be easy and you said something earlier in this chat you know that it's only going to get worse and like life's going to hand you shit sandwiches you got to figure out how to how to how to deal with it you know yeah. and and burying it in alcohol is not the answer you know no and then um, you said you said something earlier too about feeling the first 90 days you're you're feeling everything yeah mm-hmm. when you get sober that's another saying that they have out there that you feel better you feel sadness better you feel anger better yeah. um but you feel the good better as well and yeah. that will out if you give yourself a chance in sobriety those good feelings that happy is going to be the dopamine that that you're looking for it's it's going yeah. to outweigh the bad tremendously for sure yeah, man, I'm I'm feeling it now. I mean, I I I have just like a little taste of what life might be like, and I'm 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 really starting to get energized by it. I mean, I definitely have my down days. Like today's not, sure. you know, not a super like it's raining and nasty out, and so I'm you know kind of like a little bit down today. But at the end of the day, I don't I don't I don't have a desire to go to get drunk. I'm not going to do that tonight, and you know, I'm trying to. You know, trying to take it one day at a time. And, you know, I'm in, I'm at the spot where it's funny. I, you know, when I set this hundred day goal, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to get to a hundred days and see how I feel. And the whole way I've been thinking to myself, all right, well, in a hundred days, I'll, I'll later and, you know, start doing once a week or, you know, and I, I thought I would be at a hundred days that I would be wanting to go party, you know, and right. have a, have a few drinks. I don't feel that. And awesome. I don't know, that's good, you know. So that's awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel the need to to go get drunk. If anything, I feel, I feel the desire to double down. You know, I feel, you know, like I'm wrestling with this decision in my head today. Where, like, do I, 
do I keep going one day at a time and just kind of do that? Or do I draw a line in the sand and set another target? I'm, I'm a target guy. Like I advise, I get it. Once I, once I decide I have decided, you know, like, yep. like I, I, if I, if I say to myself, I'm going to not drink this year, then, then it's, then I probably will not do it. Like I will, whatever I set my mind to is what I'm going to do. Like I'm an all in or all out guy. Like if I, if I get, if I decide I'm going to quit drinking for 2023, then that's what I'm doing. Um, I just haven't really decided that yet. I just need to make that decision. So for now it's one day at a time. And, you know, I got, I have a couple of big events to look for. I'm, I'm doing a, I'm doing a, uh, I'm doing a bike ride on, on May 20th. I'm going to ride across the state of Missouri. And so I'm going to lean into training for that, um, you know, three days, 275 miles and, you know, about 80, 85 miles a day. And so I got, I got six weeks really to get ready for that. So I think that's probably my next target is to, you know, push for that and, and then, you know, see, see what's next after that. And who knows, maybe I'll wake up on the 20th or 31st of December and have a whole year. Hopefully, yeah. you know, uh, it, 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 it'll sneak up on you, man. Uh, yeah. You know, and I think, you know, um, I'm going to say something, and this is this is just from my experience in this. You know, uh, if somebody was to hear say, you know, if I decided that I'm going to quit for 2023, I'm going to do it. Somebody might say, well, that doesn't sound like an alcoholic to me. But here's the thing: there are many many people who have put a decade in in alcohol. I know people that have had 20 plus years in 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 recovery, and then something happened and they went back. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you're it's 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 the longevity doesn't matter. It's, it's still there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, we set, we set these goals. It's what's the plan afterwards. And and you're thinking about it and you're, and you're having, it. So, you know, you very well could uh, say I'm done for 2023, 2023, you could go back and drink what we, some people would consider like a normal person. Everybody's, mm-hmm. everybody's absolutely different, yep. but, it, but just because yeah. you can say I'm quitting for a month and you do that, that doesn't mean that you're not, you don't have the disease. I, I think yeah. that's what people need to understand because plenty of people had put plenty of time in and went right back and it was the yep. same shit, just a different toilet. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. Yep. I mean, for, for me, it's about, you know, for me, it's about confidence. Like I'm, I'm really trying to become more confident and I have imposter syndrome. There's no doubt about it. If I didn't, I would just be doing this as my real person, you know? Yeah. Um, there's, there's the aspect of not wanting to burden my kids with it. And, and that's, there, there is some of that, but the the reality is if I, if I sat down, like my wife wasn't, she wasn't mean about it. She wasn't like, like my wife and I have a great relationship and it's not like she was like, mean about it she was concerned you know sure. she was just and she was concerned for the boys and i get that like the last thing my kids need to deal with right now is kids at school making fun of them because they got an alcoholic father or sure you know like i and I, but i don't I, you know I, I really feel strongly that if i sat down with them and, and I've, I've thought through this in my head they don't even know about this account you know they they have no idea that it even exists but you know I've thought about telling them and eventually I will. I'm not going to like just lead this like alternate life for forever, you know? So at some point I I, I will, I'll tell them. I I don't know your children, but I, if, 
if I was a betting man, I would put money on it that they would be proud of you for for facing this and, and working on it. You know what I mean? I think I, I think they will. I think yeah. they will, and 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 I hope that that's you know how they'll how they'll react. And my son the other night was um was was you know he was featured on a like a local um oh what's the word I'm looking for like the athlete profile kind of a thing. So, and they you know it's like a athlete of the month and so they posted all this stuff on awesome. about him about him on instagram and it was really cool and i i just i i just sent him a text it was during the day when it hit i sent him a text and i was just like hey man i'm you know super proud of you and you know it really has nothing to do with the fact that you're bulking up or getting good at baseball that that's cool but what really what really makes me proud is the work like, I mean, yeah. those, these, these kids work their asses off and they sacrifice. Like they don't, you know, they, they, they go to the gym five times a week. They get up on Saturday mornings and train. They, I mean, they, and I was like, son, I'm, I'm proud of you for, for, for staying at this and working hard and setting goals and, and knocking them down. And the response that I got was just like worth a million bucks. It was like, thanks dad. You know, you inspired me to start in the first place. Awesome. So something is landing, you know, yeah, for sure, man. And so I feel really good about that. And I, another thing that's kind of been interesting for me is like, I, I have a, you know, I have a regular Twitter account, which is just me. Right. And, and I, you know, I've had that account for shit, 15 years and I don't, I'm not doing this to get followers. I don't, you know, I'm not yeah, really yeah. concerned with that, but like my regular Twitter account or my, my, my fake account, surpassed the number of followers that my regular Twitter account has. And I had this thought and it happened like three days ago. And I had this thought like, <laughs> like is, is this me now? Like is yeah, this dude. you know like I do know. That's the same here. Same here. I mean, you know, now I'm thinking to myself, well maybe I should just you know cancel my other account, yeah. rename this one to my real name and just go for it. You know? <laughs> and and you know, so I don't know. Either way, man, it's 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 been a ride. It it is it's, it, you know, I, I think a lot of people that struggle with alcohol probably can relate to this. Like I never in a million years thought that I could go for seven days or three days, much less a hundred days. And now that I'm here, I'm like, oh my god, like what? If I really put my mind to it, like what's possible? You know, and absolutely, dude. Uh, I see a lot of these people on Twitter, you know, posting. If there's a guy, gosh, I can't even think of his name, Louis something. Um, Louis, he's a, this guy's like 58. Uh, he's been sober 15 years. And this guy runs, you know, ultra marathons. And, you know, he's 58 years old. He looks like he's 30, just shredded. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like, why not me? You know, like, what, yeah, why, why, not? Why, why, why not me? You know, like, I, you know, I, <laughs> it's funny. My, my therapist, I was talking with him the other day and he, you know, he asked me what should be an easy question. He's like, you know, you gotta, he's like, well, what is it that you want? Like, what, what's gonna, what, what, what is it you want out of life? And I'm like, well, that's, that's a loaded question, but the, the answer is really simple, man. Like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get old and rich. You know, I mean, like, it's real simple. Like, you know, call me like, you know, for whatever it's worth. Like, I want to I want to build wealth and get, you know, get old and be the, you know, the 60 year old guy that's, you know, shredded, really healthy, you know, successful in business. And like, like, that's there's nothing wrong with that. 
you know, like not at all. But it's it sure as shit, it's not going to happen if I drink five or six drinks every night, you know. And you know, and I've had a, a little bit of a scare with a, a friend of mine that that had, uh, you know, got diagnosed with. Um, I don't know if it's cirrhosis, but something going on with his liver. You know, and this yeah. guy's, you know, he's my age, he's 50, and, and uh, he's in a real, real, he, he's, I think he's going to be fine, but he's, he's, you know, this guy's not even a drinker, you know, I mean, he's like, a, I say not a drinker, like, not, not like I was, and this is a two or three beers a night kind of a guy, you know? Sure, sure. Um, but I was like, you know, pounding whiskey and, and, uh, you know, drinking, uh, and it, you know, it, it, I just hope I haven't done any irreparable damage. I don't think I have, but uh, you know, it, it, the the things that I want in life are, you know, everything that I want is on the other side of this alcohol problem that I have. You know, like yeah. all of it. It all goes back to alcohol. You know, I want to, I want, I want to make money and get good. You know, you know, be successful in business. I want to be a good father. I want to contribute to my community. I want to be a good husband. I want to. You know, I want to be around for my family, my kids, and you know, none of that is going to happen if I if I if I keep doing what I was doing. Yep. Um, so it's like tackle the you know do the hard thing first. You know. Yep. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, man, and this, I, but then this kind of stuff helps, though. I mean, I, I never thought in a million years that I'd be turning to Twitter to to deal with my alcohol problem. You know, life is uh, life is a, a funny thing. You know. Yeah, I think I think not to go off recovery topic, but I mean it's kind of recovery topic. Uh, when I switched accounts to go to the sober heathen and and just talk about my alcoholism and my disease, it restored my faith in humanity a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Twitter seemed like such a shit show on the other account, and then I come in here, and there's just nothing but gracious people, understanding people, people wanting to help each other. I mean, you got dude, you got you got. I don't know people's political things, but sometimes you get, you know, a feeling, but you can look at their profile and you say, whoa, I would never relate to this person another way. But when it comes to this disease, it it unites so many people. And dude, you're so right. It's so it's I had this exact thought over the weekend. Uh, you know, I, I got both of my accounts logged into Twitter. And, you know, my my main account uh you know, there's there's people that I follow from both sides of the political spectrum, and you know, I, I follow, you know, what's going on in tech and and just with everything with like the the, you know, I posted something about you know the the like when I log into my main Twitter account, it's littered with, you know, Trump this, Biden this, Hunter Biden's laptop, Trump and Stormy Daniels, Russia, China, banking crisis, crypto's going nowhere, the stock markets. You yep. know, in shambles, our country's going to hell, all this crap. And now I log into my dry <laughs> F account, and it's like people helping each other, having real conversations, connecting with people, struggling with problems, people helping each other. And it's like, what, what does that tell you? You know, yeah. like it yeah, tells you that, 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 that we're all like everybody has their own shit. We're all different. You got Republican, Democrat, everything in between everybody's struggling with with something whether it's alcohol or gambling or like we all have vices everybody's an addict it's just a matter of what it is that we're using to escape and i i've found the recovery community just 
just everything inspiring powerful sad happy um there's some good people out there you know I think there's a lot more than what the the media will will let on. It it seems like we're at war with each other, but then you get onto the the recovery community, and for me, it's been I mean, outside of a couple bad jackasses, uh, it's been mm-hmm. nothing but positivity and and care and love. So yeah, man, it's so interesting too because like there's a lot of these people in the recovery community that that I've connected with, you know, personally either through DMs or just comments on my my tweets and had real conversations with that like when i look at their profiles i'm like i would never i would never engage with this person like their political leanings are different than mine um yeah. you know but 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 it never comes up you know it's no. like it's not it's not even part of the conversation um, no. it's well what's interesting <laughs> is i feel like if i were to have like there's there's a couple of people in particular that that i engage with regularly on my sober account that that I, that, that have very very different beliefs than I do politically, but I, there's something tells me, and I don't, I wouldn't ever go here because I just don't want it to be about that. But something tells me that if I were to get into a conversation about politics or finance or something with one of these folks, that it would be, that it would, that, that it would be civil. It would be understanding. It would be more, you know, we, we would find middle ground, um, more so than 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 normal for sure. sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I, I like it. I, I also find it super inspiring just to <laughs> the, the whole like rising tide lifts all boats mentality. That like this is it's not competition, you know. Yeah. Like it's not there aren't you know the the, the people that have ten years are doing the same things, behaving the same way, encouraging people that are on day one. Uh, somebody relapses. There's always 10 people commenting on the thread saying, hey, you know, get back up, dust yourself off, you know, keep going. Um, you know, that, that that part of the community to me is, is, uh, is, is super empowering. Um, yeah. uh, and there's just people that want to help. You know, I mean, this is a, you know, this is this, this is a, you know, what's what's the term? Uh, cunning, baffling, and, mm-hmm. and uh, powerful. Exactly, yep. powerful. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it it is it is a it is a very cunning uh, disease. You know, I mean, I'm I'm in this place where I have a hundred days, and uh, but I'm starting. You know, I I am in my head talking to myself about you know maybe you kicked it you know maybe you're good you know maybe you can maybe you can just you know have a drink and and go back to normal um but that's the cunning part of it you know it's trying to convince me that that ah dude you're you're okay and um you know early on i i interacted with a few people in the avrt community i mean that book uh rational recovery um really interesting read uh i read it and and there's a couple there's a guy that writes a blog called happy daddy that you know he reached out to me early on and and uh was really nice and you know kind of you know was like hey you know the the abrt community kind of operates in this like they call it the beast right that you know sort of tame your beast and this beast is this thing in your mind that's telling you that you're okay you're non-alcoholic and it wants you to think that you're okay, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, I don't know, one day at a time, man. You keep going and, and uh, you know, keep interacting with people like you and Rich and everybody else. And uh, the, the other thing that, that I found just so, that I find so interesting about, you know, particularly the anonymity of it, like I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm, I'm 45 and I, like, I remember the internet in the late nineties and I I get that feeling. And it's, and it's, I I feel this feeling of hope. Like I feel like the internet, at least the Twitter sphere that I'm the Twitter sphere that I'm in right now with the recovery community feels a lot to me like the internet did back in the day where there's people that are, you know, being their true selves, but they're, they're using anonymous accounts and yeah, I can't help but think, you know, if 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 the internet was supposed to be that way, you know, like, yeah, I, I I I like the way it is. I mean, it 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 gives options, you know, and yeah. some people, you know, like even with the with the TikTok, you know, it wasn't that you didn't want to. I'm assuming I don't know you. I'm not in your brain, but I, it's not that you wouldn't want to talk to a loved one about what was going on. But you know, there's you were you were searching that space and and the internet the anonymity of the internet it does open up those things and does, you know what yeah. you may you may never want to to have your real name attached to the things you've talked about and that's totally fine cuz whatever people have to say about aa and i have serious issues with that thing too but it's coming up on 100 years here um in another decade and you know that's what got people in the doors is yeah. knowing that people were going to keep their their shit in that room. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it obviously works, right? So, it's, yeah, it, so it works for some people, just like religion works for some people. Like you mentioned earlier, yeah. your, your buddy who went all in on that. If that works, hell yeah, do it. It didn't work for me. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's why I call this heathen. You know, I don't, I don't follow <laughs> one of the tradition and gods. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I follow my own thing. So, yeah. And, and I'm sure that turns some people off, but that's, that's okay. You know, I'm, that's, yeah. the message isn't for those people that are turned off by the name of a show. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, man, yeah. I, uh, I, I really appreciate this, dude. I, I, I think, you know, AA, they won't let some places won't let people uh, speak until they have six months or a year. Um, oh, wow. and, and, and some, you know, uh, you know, some places are like that. Uh, but I, I'm like, you're missing a great opportunity here. I think, you know, a hundred days of sobriety, you're right in the thick of it. And I think yep. it's so great to hear you say, I don't know if I'm done, but yeah. you're, you're exploring the sobriety field, man. I think that's so important for somebody that that's out there with a week or two, you know, they're like, man, I I've done this. I don't know if I'm done. You'll be done when you're yeah. ready to be done. You cannot hold your, you know, you cannot carry that weight of like, what should I do? You need to do, you're going to do what you're going to do anyway. You're going to justify mm-hmm. it one way or another, but to know that you're not alone, you know, misery loves company, but also there's strength in numbers. So yeah. to know that other people are thinking the same way, that's what helped me the most to know that I'm not an anomaly, that I'm not the only one that thinks this way, that I'm not the only one that's struggling is just, it's, it's so helpful. Yeah. Right. Well, I can't thank you enough for being, being willing to come on here and, 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 and share. Well, I appreciate the invite and, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that, that want to tell their story that they you know, just want to talk, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, the more, the more stories you tell, the more people you, you have on, the more somebody out there is going to see it and think, you know, maybe I can do that, you know, cause I sure shit didn't think I could three, four yeah. months ago, you know, yeah, man. Uh, 
and now I got a platform to, to, to do something else, you know, and what, what that is, I don't know, but, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely feels good. And I mean, you know, uh, the, just the, the, the things that come along with being sober, um, you know, the sleep for one. And for me, it's like, I never thought I would, you know, be a sleep wonk, but I mean, I like, I track my sleep and it's unbelievable, you know, just, I mean, from a, from a mind and body standpoint, how, how alcohol fucks with your sleep, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 the weird thing about it is, that, you know, and I used to be this way, it's like, oh, well, I, I can't sleep if I don't have a couple of drinks, you know, like I, I had this mindset that it actually helped me and, and it did, it helped me go to sleep. It helped, but it, but it never helped me get sleep, if that makes sense, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm a hundred days in and I'm, you know, waking up earlier and, you know, for the first two, three weeks, the, you know, the, the feeling that I got from waking up sober was like the best drug that I could ever have imagined taking. Like you wake <laughs> up in the morning, yeah. just yeah. feel like a million dollars. And, uh, to, like that is, that is a powerful drug. Like, yeah, you man. Get, yourself, get yourself addicted to that. Like, that's what you want, you know? You know, when I first, after I got my divorce and I first met my, she'd end up being my fiance, I remember, drinking every single night and feeling like shit every morning that I went to work. But the nights that I'd go over to spend the night at her house, I looked forward to those because I knew I wasn't going to drink when I got there because mm-hmm. I, I didn't want her to know that I was still drinking. And so then I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm not hung over. This is so cool. I'm going to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as soon as I come back to my place, it was right back to the same shit. Yeah. So. Well, it's well, tough, man. How are you doing? Are you, are you, you good? How long you got? Your six uh, months. Is that what you said? Tomorrow will be seven months, actually. Ah, kick ass, man. That yeah, man. Awesome. I never thought in a million years this would happen. But, you know, it's like like we've talked about, it is not easy. The last two, three weeks have been so up and down. Uh, I mean, there are times, you know, I had these, uh, uh, these, I had the interview with you today, and then I got Kevin tomorrow. And it's like, am I, is this even, you know, am I, Am I going to do these guys justice? Am I am I am I going to be able to present this in a way? Am I going to am I good enough to get on here and 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 have these guys on a podcast? Is there any point to it? And it's like I forget all the emails and the messages that people are sending. It's just yeah. I, and I know it's part of just you know I'm working through therapy myself. But I know it's the disease in there too. You're not good enough, dude. You're not good enough. You know you're you're at seven months. You know, I, I know, I know it's coming. It's, it's been relatively easy as far as um, just feeling the feels and not yeah. thinking about fixing it or numbing it with drinking. I know it's coming. And, you know, I, I've never felt more equipped to, to, to handle it. So I'm, I'm doing pretty damn good in the grand scheme oh, of things. That's so good to hear, man. That is so good to hear. Well, I look forward to, uh, you know, to your, your tweets and the podcasts and, and the guests and you are good enough. I mean, this, this is, dude, I have to keep going, keep doing it, keep, keep making content, keep, you know, having people on and, and circulating the message and, you know, cause people want this kind of stuff. They, they want to hear stories and they want to, you know, they like, I, I, I'm, I want to hear other people going through what I'm going through and know that I'm not, you know, like, that I'm not some like, like, 
some guy like this is normal, you know, like yeah. the way I'm feeling is normal. Um, just the way I was dealing with it was not, you know. So. Yeah. Well, and and please take it for what it's worth when you when we when we leave this room today. Um, you know, you did something awesome. I know you talked about regret and embarrassment, you know, of, of drinking around your kids, but you did something mm-hmm. huge today. It's not for everybody to get on, and and you know, this is going out into the the web. You know what I mean? Yeah, anybody could yeah. hear it. They they may not know yeah. your name, but anybody could hear it. This is this is not easy for somebody for for everybody to do. So give yourself some credit. You're taking steps. Um, no matter what, you know, the negative thoughts are that come into your head, you're still taking steps. You're, you're, you're recovering out loud. And that's, yeah. I think it's so important. So make sure you pat yourself on the back and, you know, this is a good goal. This is a, this is a good, good step in the, you just did, you know, I don't, I'm assuming you haven't done an open speaker meeting. So this is equivalent in my, my opinion. So that's yeah, huge. No, I haven't, I haven't, I've thought about it. I've got, I did one, uh, there, there was a Twitter space that some guys do. I don't think they do it anymore, but I got on there and, and, you know, listened for the most part, but they, they had me come out on stage and kind of not stage, but the virtual stage. And, uh, yeah. You know, talk a little bit. That's the only time I've really done it. And then Rich and I did a Twitter space a couple of weeks back just to, just to chat. But, um, but, you know, for the most part, the, the Twitter account for me is the outlet and I'm going to keep doing it and, you know, see, see where it goes. And, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll be able to, to look back in a year and, and, uh, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, like I have big goals for not only on the bike, um, but, but, you know, business this year and, and, you know, none of it's going to happen if I, you know, decide tomorrow that, okay, I fixed the alcohol problem. Now I can go back to the way it was. That's, that's a fool's errand. So. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, sorry. I just got to double down, you know, keep going and, and keep going yeah. one day at a time. So, well, well, we'll help you keep accountable at the Silver Heathen. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll say that uh, after you do your event, you'll have to come back on and tell us all about it and how you did it. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. I will. Okay, buddy. Well, thanks again, Jack. And uh, we'll see you on Twitter, buddy. All right, man. Listen, I appreciate you doing this, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Take care. All right.